dark save for light being cast from the big tv screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning hey george hey lions how's it going i feel like i am descending into a kind of marble madness marble madness whoa see that actually sounds more like what you would expect the commercial <laughs> to sound like right like because this is an 80s game so you're like whoa video games <laughs> and they did do that a lot you know and like they do the thing where they tilted the screen as it like flew at you you know yeah and, a, a lot yeah. of uh explosions giant letter type on the screen yeah a lot of that crap i will i will say though you know definitely and also a bunch of like neon flying around in the background right you know <laughs> But man, I saw a picture the other day of, you know, a movie theater that used to have all of those neon lines and like triangles and geometric shapes on it, you know, like on the carpet. And just the wave of nostalgia that hit me because I was like, I like going to the movies. I should go to the movies right now. And I was like, but they won't have that carpet. Won't be the same. No, so it's not the same. Dude, there's a talk about like people are weird with carpet. I think it was like the Portland airport or mm-hmm. Seattle, some some like American airport. Uh, apparently it's carpet had like an Instagram where people huh. would, because it had this really ugly pattern. Sorry, people who love that pattern. Um, but they would like, you know, p- like tweet or, or post a picture of like their feet on the carpet instead of like a picture of a plane. And that was their way of being like, Hey, I'm flying somewhere because obviously this hideous carpet would only be in this airport. We all know and love. Right. right. Um, and then they eventually had to like refab the airport and that meant new carpet and people like openly revolted it's like <laughs> yeah man i get it like you know it's hard to like move on and and that that was like a symbol of a place that was like big in your life if you traveled a lot or if you dreamed of traveling a lot maybe but you know like it's airport carpet like it's it's airport carpet this is also why i can never be a fan of a sports team because when people yep. are like oh this is my lucky yankees cap and i'm like i mean it's a hat like it keeps your hair from looking bad yeah that's true um how how, how are your dice doing by the way my dice are in their humidor uh and when we're done <laughs> recording i will of course go give them their evening massage before i yes. tuck them into bed because you're going to be rolling them pretty soon and you need to make sure that they're prepared and roll well because you got you got to hype up your super prodigies you know yes they need to and 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 more importantly is i don't want them to just roll high numbers when i need high numbers and low numbers when it's funny it's that i want them to roll their best selves exactly and, and they can't the- do that if they aren't in top form absolutely yeah right. Uh, but, but 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 speaking of rolling things <laughs> excellent well right done. yeah 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 we did it <laughs> We played Marble Madness. We did play Marble Madness. Um, this is a game I've been bringing up as like a, I think we should play this game eventually kind of game. Mm-hmm. And and I, I got to be honest, uh, inside it's because I wanted to play the arcade version, which we were mm-hmm. never going to play. I knew we were going to mm-hmm. play the NES version, right? Um, so this game uh, came out in December of 1984 for the NES, right? It was in the arcade before that. Um the summary of this game is that you roll a marble down a, a hill and uh, you're the marble. You are the marble and a, you roll a marble down a hill. That's 
that's the entire game. And I don't mean that to be dismissive, but like it's an arcade game, right? So super simplistic in its premise. Um, do you have a nostalgia experience for this? Because mine is complicated. No, no, I don't. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, I, this is this is just one where you said, hey, let's play some Marvel Madness. We got some other, other like, more complex games in the hopper, and, you know, it's around the 4th of July, so we're both going to be, or at least I'm going to be traveling a fair amount. So I was like, hey, can we get a, uh, like, an, an easier one? And uh, and you said, yes. Yeah. So I um, spent I did spend time playing this, but I also leveraged the rest of my time to play a new game, which I have been playing with Teddy to great, you know, um, regard. So, yeah. So, no, I don't I don't have a nostalgia experience for this one. You so my experience for this game is the reason I chose now, because we, we have like meteor and simpler games that we kind of keep track of for just such an occasion. But the reason I chose this game now is because I read an utterly insane article about Marvel Madness 2 marble man which is where they decided this sequel to this game needed to have like an adorable cartoon character so it's basically the same game except there's like at the end he like like turns out of being just a marble and has like a face and like arms and legs and he's like marble man and it's super bizarre but the reason that this game was just in the news recently is because it was never released and mm. someone finally got a hold of the right pieces of uh the game software as well as the it's called a mame cabinet but the arcade hardware used to be specialized so you can't emulate any arcade game on just any old hardware you need to have specialty hardware emulation and so like someone finally got it running and the whole like emulation classic game community was like oh man this is wild this is crazy this game is not any fun oh my god like this game is so unfun <laughs> it's like yeah maybe there's a reason they didn't release it so anyway that put this game back on my radar as like oh we should play marble madness because i remember playing that game as a kid with um my uh one of my neighbors had this so like one of my brother's friends who generously would let me tag along and play video games sometimes so like i i did actually play this game quite a bit as a kid and then i did play it a little bit in um an arcade where i used to live uh the thing that i realized playing it this time is that this game is mechanically identical to a game i've been wanting to play on my own which is super monkey ball oh Just, yeah yeah play super monkey ball but but the difference is in Super Monkey Ball, you move the world, and in Marble Madness, you move the marble. And yeah. if you look at, like, the Wikipedia description for Super Monkey Ball, it will flat out say, like, an interesting twist on Marble Madness. So I was like, oh, this isn't just me. Like, there, this is all coming full circle. Like, I played this game as a kid, and then I, I always wanted to play Super Monkey Ball, but, like, I only played it a little bit at a friend's house because he had a GameCube. And then... Uh, Marble Madness 2, like out of nowhere, comes onto my radar. We need a short game because of travel. And then I realized, oh, this I I apparently just like games where marbles roll downhills. Yeah, and also with Super Monkey Ball, if I remember correctly, there was a uh, a joystick associated with that particular game. There was indeed, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think I think that might come up later. <laughs> I, yeah, I bet it might. Um, we shall shill now. Uh, if you like what we're doing, you can uh, support us by subscribing to the show. Of course, uh, you can follow us on the Twitters. Uh, I stream most of the games we play on Twitch uh, links for all this crap in the show notes. Uh, you can also find the list of upcoming games, which we do our best to keep updated. Uh, so if you want to know what games George was alluding to that are in the hopper, you can go see that at nostalgicoggles.audio. 
Uh, if you want to support us a little bit more, you can do something like leave a rating and a review on the show. Uh, personally, I still always encourage folks to do word of mouth, like tell someone you think would like the show, like, Hey, check the show out. Cause that's better than some weirdo on the iTunes website. And if you mm-hmm. want to go super duper crazy, you can support us on the Patreon. All patrons get the after show, which is just extra content that's only available to the patrons, but it's available at all levels. And if you support us at high enough levels, you might get your name shouted out. So we need to thank first our 8-Bit Classics, Jacob. An adorable Aggie. Yarno. A wondrous watermelon. Jason. A glorious Girl Scout. John. A black-eyed pea. And Kevin. A serious steely. I'm going to have a question at the end, but I, I think I might know where this is going. And our, <laughs> our 16-bit heroes, Michael. A befuddled bumblebee. And our full 3D supporter, David. A cliff where you fall to your inevitable death. Nice. So yeah. um, are those all colloquial names for the different colors of marbles? They are, yeah. Very clever. That's good. Yeah. 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 Because I was like, I was like, how in the world am I going to find seven different things that happen in this game? Like, There's only even six levels. Like you couldn't even yeah. use. The, the I couldn't even do that. So I was just, I was like, man, I, I don't know. And I was like, oh, different, different marble types. And what made me actually think of it is in The Simpsons, because of course, right, is when Mo is um uh, talking about how he used to be a child star. Yes, and and when yeah. his marble goes into the tailpipe, he says, "My Aggie, my, f- my favorite Aggie." Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, and then I, he runs. I in knew there. that marbles had weird names all along. <laughs> and then he beats the original alpha to death. <laughs> <Yeah>. you, my <laughs> bit, you stole my bit. Stole my bit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, audiovisual. Dude, I I feel like arcade games fall into one of two camps for me. Um, either I think, Oh my God, how did anyone ever think this game looked good unless they now have nostalgia goggles for it or, Oh, Hey, this, this actually looks pretty solid. And this game is one of those games. Like you can tell it's super dated. There's no way you would look at this and think this was a modern game because not only are the graphics super simplistic, but like they just, have that arcadey nessie mm-hmm. sort of we're still learning what we can do to push the boundaries with pixel art kind of feel but i just i like it like it's simple <laughs> and clear and a lot of games modern games especially for a while there in like the xbox 360 era when everything was just muddy and brown like i just i like the game has a simple premise and it has really simple clear visuals to communicate what that premise is and i just appreciate that yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that that to your point, right, is that you know they they knew their limitations and uh, and they kind of stuck to them. And also, this is not a game that requires like extensive visuals. You know, you're not you're not you're not playing this game because oh, it really it really makes you feel like you're in the world with the marble. You know, it's it's core aesthetics are, in my opinion, challenge and exploration. You know, and and I'll touch on that later. But you know. You can explore anything, you know? So for me, I was excited to be like, what's the next level going to look like? What crazy loops and twists and turns will they have me going down? And I don't need crazy visuals for that um, at all. Uh, I felt that, um, specifically, I felt the grid lines were kind of a good call, right? Oh, definitely. Because not only do they, um, because they didn't have to put those in there. They could have just put the surfaces, right? But without those grid lines, I I feel that if it was just a flat surface, even if they tried to color them or tint them a little differently, depending on what they were, um, the grid lines let you know the degree of slope that you're dealing with, right? So, yeah, and color 
doesn't communicate that as well as color plus jagged line. Right, exactly. So I was trying to, at first I, I saw all the grid lines and my brain literally said, I mean, yeah, of course, you know, but, but then I thought, about it, I was like, but, but why? They don't have to be there. And to me, as I was like, it, it lets you, it very, very quickly communicates what the slope is. And like, again, the, the, the degree and direction. And I was like, that's really critical in a timed video game that uh, is pretty aggressive about timing you, which we'll get into later. Um, it's really important to have that communication uh, conferred visually cleanly and quickly and i think that that accomplishes that yeah i i think there may have been some hardware limitations where they couldn't do the um like the sonic 3d blast style grid of Mm -hmm. different colors because this is a grid of identical colors right if you were on a flat surface there's no color difference but then when it's a gradient there is shading uh, to show like, oh, this is getting a little bit less light because it's at an angle. This is getting way less light because it's at a super steep angle, right? So like they use color to indicate slopes, but the grid lines are, I think in, if not all the levels, like almost all the levels, they're jet black. So it's really super clear, even if the colors aren't doing it for you, even if you were, I think, like fully colorblind, like where you could only see in shades of gray, you would still be able to see where those little pixel lines now go from, you know, a true 45 degree angle to like, whoop, and now they're going up super sharp or they're going down and you're going to, you know, roll down that hill. So it's just, it's really nice how clear it is. Like, (laughs) I know that seems like such a dumb thing to praise a game for, but like it would be so maddening to not know how the physics of what you're rolling down are going to impact you. And because this is pre-rumble, this is pre-analog stick, this is pre-everything, right? Like, you have to make sure you know which directions to push on the D-pad. And and I, I say that specifically because in the arcade, you actually rolled a gigantic physical marble, right? So, like, you did essentially have an analog stick when this game was originally designed. And if they had ported it to the NES and it was all smooth surfaces, even if they could render it properly and there was still nice shading and stuff, I don't think it would work. I don't think it would work as well because with the D-pad, it would be so hard to know what kind of axis you're moving on, but having those super clear lines that you can see like, oh, I'm following this line exactly. And it's like, yeah, you are. So you're you're good. Yeah. Um, only in the ultimate stage, to the best of my knowledge, are the lines not black. They're red because the tiles are bright orange. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they, they do go for a different contrast. But again, that's like the last stage of the very end yes and and it's it's a nightmare it it would seem i did not i would love to pretend that i got that i did not get that far oh no i actually i i got all the way to that stage um i don't know handful of times uh i didn't beat it definitely didn't beat it Um, no 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 do you do you i I don't want to say the songs in this game are bangers but like better than they needed to be like way better than they needed to be (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I said the music is pretty good. Like it. It again. It's not something where you know I'm going to go find the soundtrack and like cue it up. But again, I, I at no point was I like, oh my god, this this song again. Which is, and I think the nice thing is it. I believe every stage has its own song, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I think all unique. Yeah. And so, uh, considering that you will realistically because each level is timed and each time is ostensibly going to be one minute or less ish but around a minute to 30 seconds Mm -hmm. you're only being hit with the same song for a minute to 30 seconds you know 
which is a weird thing that you can't say for most video games because even in Super Mario Brothers three and those music that that music is banging right. Um, they're like, well, I mean, you could ostensibly be bombarded by that for like you know three or four minutes because that's how long the timer for the stage is right? right it's unlikely but possible this one it's like nah man no no more than 60 seconds so the fact that it varies like that i think also helps keep it fresh in your in your ears you know yeah yeah they're they're almost like they wrote a song and then they just took the best part right it's like <laughs> like if you took a pop song that like oh nobody knows the lyrics but everybody knows the bridge because that's the part you sing drunk at a bar, right? It's 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 Gangnam style, right? Yes, right. They they <laughs> took they took the thirty seconds that are the enjoyable thirty seconds of a longer piece of music, and they were like, "Well, that's the whole stage soundtrack." <laughs> Get to the doing, taking overtime part, <laughs> and working overtime. Working. This is how we get demonetized. <laughs> um. So one of the things that while we were talking about sound, um, that I just was very proud of myself. The noise that it makes when you bump into the wall i would slap bet you that that is the exact same noise that's made when a bullet bill fires in super mario brothers 3 oh that ah jeez um okay so i don't have i like i will check this i i will actually check this um but my gut is surely no just because Super Mario Brothers 3 was a cartridge that had a bunch of extra hardware crammed into it because the Nintendo had reached the peak of what it was capable of. So, mm-hmm. like, if that's true, that would be amazing. Like, and bizarre. Yeah, I just, I just, like, when I heard it, I, I, it, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. It, it just <laughs> sounded, exa- oh, this, this, this guy's too good at the game. He's not running into walls. Yeah, that, um, <laughs> you, you mean like the boom, boom, right? Well, like the, well, not the, just the, like, um, oh yeah. All right. I mean, I'll check, you know, I will. Sorry. It's not, it may not be that exciting. Let let me think on that a little bit more. Is the the cannonball firing noise? Yes. Like on the airships? Yeah. It, it may shoot. Now that I'm hearing it again, I know it's from Super Mario Brothers 3 (laughs) and I will slap at you over something, but but that, that sound effect is from Super Mario Brothers 3 of that. I am sure. And I, I, cause like you said in Super Mario 3, cause, uh, like that yeah. and it's not that but it is oh it's the sound that it makes when you um hit a, an already hit uh question mark block that's oh what it is. the boom yeah yeah the poof, poof, yeah that that's what it is that's the sound sorry that's the I, sound and that's the slap bit I, I mean all right man like i have absolutely nothing to gain and everything to lose from this but like yeah sure done <laughs> because well, i mean because we, we for, said, to, we said, to make good audio like i have to take the other side of the argument even though i can't imagine the sound in the game you know what it is <laughs> it's because when i was playing marble madness i never hit a wall i fell off cliffs oh well yeah i mean to be fair that is th- those two options are about equal it is way better to fall off a cliff than it is to shatter yourself on the bottom of the screen but you know well, well again we'll get into that um so yeah so i just like i said i just heard that and and immediately was like oh no that that's from super mario Brothers. i have heard that song many times um yes so uh yeah so mo- uh, as far as just other visuals just a couple of other things that again you know i've got t- tons of stuff in gameplay but uh you know just stuff for purely visual um uh when um so two things one the timer is always visible to you which is nice because that is very important information for you agreed um, and it's like central in the screen. So it's not like you have to stop what you're doing to look away. Like it's, it's pretty easy to see. And um, 
when you pause, it removes your marble to prevent pause scamming, which I also kind of. <laughs> yeah, you you are it, a fan of that. I am because it, it, it stops you from trying to optimize the fun out of the game, you know, because otherwise you would see, you know, well, people who 100 percent this game, you know, move two inches and then hit the pause button and then, you know, move to hit the pause. Button, you know, like and it's like, that's not. I mean, yeah, it's optimal, but it's not fun. It's, it's not, um, especially, I mean, this game by design is supposed to feel out of control. It's got madness ooh. right in the title. Like if you, if you find yourself pausing as a way to cheat through this game, you might just not like this game. <laughs> I'm just now imagining like in, in the, the boardroom where they're discussing this game, you know, they're saying, uh, yeah, so uh, we created this game. We're calling it Marble Shooter. Marble, no, that's not it. Marble, Marble Sniper. And somebody's like, have you played it? Dude, we were not able to nail the controls. The controls are super loose. <laughs> Marble Madness. There Nailed you go. Nailed it, it, chip it. <laughs> Incentivize uh, that employee. So I will see your, it's nice that the timer is always on screen and raise you, but it looks like crap. And so, do, <laughs> and so does the score. Now, Fortunately, yeah. the timer is so large that even though it is very awkwardly drawn with it's like in a box, but then there's a color and an outline on the numbers, which is dubious. But like, it's just I don't know. I just I think it looks bad, like it, it's not rendered well. But then the score is more like the the normal size font you kind of imagine from like an arcade game, like whatever size that is, it's like that size you're imagining in your mind. And that also has an awkward colored background. It's just shoved up there in the corner. And it's just like, dude, I never looked at my score. I just waited until I died and then saw like if I was on the little leaderboard or not, because it is in a game where you are pressed for time. Like it is not practical to dart your eyes up to the corner to see what your score is. You might want to dart your eyes up to see the timer and the timer is large enough that even though it is unpleasant to look at, it is easy to look at, but I don't, I don't know. It just, it's dumb. Like, and obviously these people were like understood what the limitations of the hardware were artistically because everything else looks great, but the HUD just sucks. That's interesting. Okay. So, so, you know, as you were talking, I, I, I looked it up because my thought was, because you're right, man, it, it looks like absolute garbage. <laughs> and so much so that it looks like it wasn't a part of the original game, right? And so my thought yeah, was... Yeah, it just shoved up there. Right. My thought was, was this represented somehow differently on the arcade cabinet? You know, like maybe there was like the arcade screen, but then somewhere up, somewhere else on the cabinet, it had this information that they just need to shove in the game somehow and the answer is no yeah um it was absolutely <laughs> it was absolutely in the original arcade but the difference was it makes it look a little bit better is one they had more rendering power so the numbers just look nicer period but two they uh made the background um of the numbers the same as the background of the tops of the uh of, of the plat of the platforms basically right oh so, so it's it's like half blending correct right so it looks kind of blended in most of the time and and so it doesn't pull your eye quite as bad still looks like garbage though man and in this one they specifically took the background and highlighted it a um you know on the opposite side of the color wheel so in the picture i'm looking at right now in level two the real level two so there's practice level one then level two right um the tops of the the areas orange and they highlighted it blue yeah you know so that's gonna makes it pop 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's so they went the opposite direction. As opposed to saying, let's take the background of these areas and blend them. They said, no, let's make them pop. And it's that was not the right call. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, so without going super crazy on like how old, uh, old computer graphics often look the way they did because of math. Um, this seems like a decision that was made because of math, right? Like somebody just said, Oh, well we want it to be visible. And it's like, well, just use a complementary color. And it's like, uh, that's not what that means. It's, <laughs> it's complementary in like a mathematical sense, not these two colors complement each other the way you might say, what a lovely outfit you have on right right <laughs> it's just yeah it th- this was a decision that somebody made in code with numbers they were like well we need a color that's the opposite color and it's like uh, maybe actually yeah. look at the screen and see if that looks like ass or not <laughs> well because i mean given that when this game was made they probably you know somebody said well i mean have you play tested it what <laughs> <laughs> have i what what did it what what did play test it? I don't play video games. I make video games. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's just, I think it wouldn't be so striking if it wasn't like nowhere else are there hideous clashing colors where things look blurry. Everything else is seems thoughtful and super crisp, and then the score display is just like. Ugh. Yeah, no, I I can I can get on board with all that. Um, you have anything else that's visual specific? Um, I don't. We can talk about the gameplay. Sweet. Oh, what about you, you? You pick a thing. I got a lot of stuff. I gotta, I gotta get my head on straight about. It. You, you pick a place to start, and and we'll. we'll yeah, I there. also had this problem when I was organizing my notes, where I was like, these things, all of these would be equal, like first or last things to talk about. Um, so I will start with the level design. Um, I think the level design is very thoughtful, and I think part of that is reflective of just like there didn't have to be a lot of music, so they were really thoughtful about the music. There's only the six levels. So instead of having a thousand levels where they're all just basically minor variations on the same thing, or they become catastrophically stupid because they have to keep raising the ante, they just said, okay, we're going to make like this practice level that introduces you to the basic concepts of what you're going to be dealing with. And then we are going to recombine those pieces into interesting things until we feel like we've done that enough, right? Because the reason you would replay this game is not because, oh, if I, if I just keep playing one day, I'll get through the thousandth level, right? It's not, um, it's not, can I see everything the game has to offer? It's, can I master the game? Cause it's an arcade game and they're all like that. But that means they could have done the Pac-Man route where every level is the same level and you just try and do it faster. But then they actually have interesting, thoughtful level designs. And one thing that's super fun about this game is because, uh, you are, I think in every level you're going top to bottom, except the one where you go bottom to top. Mm-hmm. It, it literally says on screen, everything you know is wrong, which yeah. cracked me up the first time I got to that level. Um, but when you, if you look at like the entire map of the level, it's actually, it, it makes like a really pleasing visual. Cause it's all just big, beautiful geometric shapes, big, beautiful <laughs> geometric shapes. <laughs> uh, sorry. I mean, if you need a minute, like I can, I'll, I I'll just, I'll, yeah i'll just cut out the sounds yeah, of just, me just edit that out and, yeah yeah see it right here is where you need to edit in just elevator music you know then, <laughs> i'll leave it up to you whether you actually edit in elevator music or edit or leave in me talking about you editing in elevator music that's up to you yeah who um, knows <laughs> uh this is a surprise for me as well okay so here's here's so i, I, I agreed i think that the level design is um very thoughtful very very well done at no point was i like you know 
oh, this is, I mean, there were times when I got frustrated, but not because I thought that the game was deliberately beating me over the head or anything like that. I did, I think the level design was good. Um, so I think that this game, let, let's, let's talk about this game being an arcade port. So this game suffers from, in my opinion, uh, the thing that many games that are arcade parts suffer from, which is how do we deal with the fact that you don't have to pay quarters anymore? You know, mm-hmm. it just and it's it's a struggle. Like, I, I get that. You know, it's not, you know, <laughs> when you made a game that the entire purpose of it is to be unwinnable, you know, and to pump quarters into it. And then all of a sudden it's like, but they already bought it. Now what? You know, it's a question that's difficult to answer. So we we and we struggle with this as well. Right. Where it's like, so, OK, you know, now what? And I think that some of it depends on what is the core aesthetic of play here. Right now. I think that this game delivers on two very well. Probably delivers on others and whatever, but on the two that come to mind narrative. are yeah, absolutely narrative and fantasy. Um, <laughs> and, Be and the Marble Man expression. <laughs> um, you know, because you, you make your own marble, right? So you get to express, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, none of those. Uh, <laughs> challenge, obviously, and um, exploration. You know, now I think that uh, when you have a game that is purely challenge based i don't think that you can just remove rip out the coin entirely and say no lives infinite lives go have fun right because we've witnessed that that's not fun in rampage you know the problem with rampage though is all it is is challenge because there is no exploration in that game every level looks exactly the same as the other level and so once you've played three levels and you kind of figured that out um you're done right this on the other hand each stage has its own fun and its own energy and its own stuff to it right i would love to so i say all that to say that this game i think actually could have benefited from you have all of the coins in the world you bought the game right so what i think would be a good option for them that again nobody knew this at the time so it's it's kind of hard to judge the game on this but is have a adventure mode and a classic mode and adventure mode basically gives you infinite quarters so you can go play kind of whatever level you want you know it tones down all this sort of stuff and then you have classic mode that it's like one life one quarter do the thing right because then you, you kind of get to have your cake and eat it too because what would what i think the game developers are afraid of is oh well somebody's gonna play the game for 30 minutes and play everything it has to offer and get bored with it and it's you know maybe but if you went on to the playground and said yeah i beat marble madness the very first question would be on classic or arcade right you know or or adventure and somebody say like well on adventure mode they say like so you haven't beaten marble madness then right you know so i think that because a lot of this game i was really i wanted to see and try out some of the later levels it seemed like fun but i mean i was never going to get there because of the cycle time which we'll get into in a minute but so there word vomit you say things now (laughs) well so so this was actually my my exact problem with the gameplay loop is the cycle time right because (laughs) because so my exact note was (laughs) holy crap one death kicks you back to the beginning literally that's my whole note sorry continue yeah um wait you do we have different versions of this game every time you ate it you went all the way back no 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 if i if i ate it off the edge i would get respawned nearby but if if i died if i ran out of time oh yes if you time out okay 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 that's that that's what i meant right yes. it's like every okay. single time like you truly die <laughs> i was gonna say jesus do you have like some lost version of the game that like was only for <laughs> developers um 
Yeah, so I, my, the, the front of mine looks like the Necronomicon. What is yeah, yours? Like? Is, it, is that not? Is yours not screaming in a dead language all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Put that in the landfill next to ET. Um, <laughs> so what? Don't do don't do that to the Necronomicon. <laughs> what I don't know is uh, in the arcade, did you have a set number of marbles, or was there? Uh, did your quarters buy you time, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the arcade version, maybe you had a set number of marbles and a set amount of time. I, I don't mm-hmm. actually know. And not every arcade game would just generously let you pay your way to success, right? Like that they most of them did, but sometimes they would be like, hey, if you put in money, we'll let you keep playing, but like you timed out, you got to go back, right. right? So I don't actually know what the original arcade game did, but in the NES version that we played, when you uh, die, like if you fall off of a cliff, if you um, fall from too great of a height, it actually cracks your marble in half, right? There, there's a handful of different ways you could die. And if you uh, die any of those ways, the problem is that it costs you time because Correct. technically you only have one failure, which is running out of time. And there right. are ways to get a little bit more time. Um, but once you're out of time, you're done and it kicks you back to the very beginning, right? The game's not terribly long, but problem is it tempts you into exploration with its interesting level design and there's multiple paths to get from point a to point b and is this path faster is that path faster if i go this way do i get extra time or if i go that way do i get extra time usually the longer harder way of getting from point a to point b is the way that blesses you with extra time right so like you want to explore but the cycle time in no way accommodates exploration in fact it doesn't punish it. It it assumes. And this is something that is probably true of some other arcade ports and some other older games that we maybe should not have been so harsh with them, but screw those games and everyone who worked yeah. on them. So the problem is the game assumes that you will be willing to put in the time to explore all of level one and master the ever loving crap out of level one. And then when you are done with that, blast through level one in a million miles an hour and then explore level two and die and then blast through level one and then explore level two and then die and then blast through level one and just repeat that cycle adding on the next level every single time right so you're not necessarily trying to get through the if if you care about exploration you're not necessarily trying to get through the game on your first try you are trying to master level one and you play level one until you master it and on and on and on And that would be the explorer way to do it with the timer mechanic working the way it does. I don't find that any fun. Like, no, I wanted to explore exactly like you're saying. And I just would have loved to say, give me exploration mode. Give me story mode. Give me adventure mode, you know, and then you have your, your classic marble madness, which is the way it it plays. And I assume is probably quite similar to how it played in the arcade, but they just, they don't give you that option. Um, right. I did check. I think there is a game genie code that gives you infinite time. So if you owned a Nintendo game genie, you could go in and play it on adventure mode. But like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like that's such a, such an easy thing programmatically to build into the game. And it's a shame that they either didn't think of it or that for whatever reason, they just disagreed with it being a valuable thing to add because there are so many little nooks and crannies that I was like, I would love to go over there and see if I could navigate that or learn to navigate that. But 
not at the expense of having to start the game over. Nope. No, I, I agreed completely. Uh, it's that, you know, anytime when you put a timer on a game, you are disincentivizing exploration, you know? Now, sometimes the benefit of that is to, is that you're trying to create that dichotomy in the player's head, right? You're trying to say like, oh, you know, exploration is the way to go, but every time you explore, you know, you, you lose a little bit of time, right? You know, or a little bit of life, but then you have to narrow the cycle time so that way when they say, alrighty, well, I'm going to make that sacrifice. I'm going to try this experiment, right? I mean, <laughs> You know what it is, and I've I've told this story on on the channel before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it again because it is it bears here, and and it's never green show. This may be the first one you're listening to, but um, uh, they did an experiment years ago where uh, um, basically in order to show that time dilates when uh you know when when you approach the speed of light, right? Is that they put um you know a a sensor t- at the bottom of t- time dilates when you're moving at all right correct yeah. yes te- technically yes um it just it only <laughs> becomes pertinent when you're moving to right. speed of light which which is what this experiment shows right is that you know basically they put one at you know sea level and then one at the top of a high cliff and uh basically then you know let them go for 80 years you know and then when they came back uh the one at the the top of the cliff was uh slightly slower because time had dilated because it's moving a little bit faster because it's further away from the center of the earth right i told all of that to my wife megan and she looked at me horrified and said those scientists wasted their entire lives (laughs) and and i said you know well they did other stuff and she said no life wasted i say all that to say that (laughs) if the experiment did work that way i think that those scientists would have been loath to start it right sure if (laughs) <laughs> if an experiment in a video game takes up too much of your time, you won't do the experiment, right? And that's that's the problem, you know. So basically is what we're saying is that, you know, if they if they set it up so that way, you know, they're like, hey man, look at, you know, exploring costs you a little bit, but man, you want to explore, you want to try some stuff, you want to do this. And it's like, no, because if I try it, then you're going to suck every last I mean it, it, <laughs> it's kind of like saying, like, hey man, you know, you could win the lottery. All you gotta do is give me your credit card number. Well, no. I mean, no, even no. if that was true, no. <laughs> Yeah. So the, this is actually a place where I think the visuals um, are used to effect and not. So if you are approaching, like like I said, you're you're basically always going from top to bottom, right, or bottom to top. So it's the same, you know, vertically scrolling path. If you are approaching a gap or a pit or some kind of obstruction, you usually have one obvious way around it, which is like the five tile wide, like super highway. But then over there, there's like a two or three tile wide, narrower, you know, backcountry road. And then in the later levels, it's like, Oh, now the, the main path is like two or three tiles wide. And the like super cool guy path is one tile wide, right? Just as wide as my marble. So they have this very clear visual through the level design. That's like, here's the challenge route, right? here's the easy way we expect you to do it. But guess what? It's probably going to take longer because it's easier. So we expect you to go faster, right? Take the safer route, but you know, do 55 or take the narrower route, but you know, like don't do 55 or you go careening into the gulch. So or do I, 55 I, and be awesome yeah, or be awesome. Right. Cause you hold yeah. a, I think to go faster. Um, I go fast gotta go fast uh so i I do like that they use the level design to communicate like the cost of going this way is that it's easier but takes longer the cost of going this way is it's way harder but it's also way shorter and faster um 
what I wish they would have done is maybe also included like, here is what you have to do to get bonus time because Mm -hmm. You know, we we have like certain minimums for how much we play the the games that we do uh, episodes for. And generally speaking, I try to finish them if I can, even though for certain games, that means putting in way more time than, you know, we feel like is required to to just critique the game. I, I, I could not figure it out, dude. I just couldn't. I have no idea what makes that little magic wand appear and it taps you and there's a little sparkle effect and then you get like 15 or 20 extra seconds or something. And I know that that is a thing that you, the player, have some amount of influence over because they mention it in the manual. In the manual, they flat out say like, oh, if you explore, like you'll find ways to get extra time. I couldn't put it together. Couldn't put it together. I have no idea what does or does not cause it to happen because there are circumstances where I had it happen in a certain location and then it didn't happen in that location again. So is it like a sequence of things like you have to do a and B and C and I got to C, but because I didn't do a and B, the thing didn't happen. Like no idea. No goddamn idea. No, man. That's what makes it marble madness. (laughs) (laughs) They act like it's predictable. Yeah, it's not, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's my, I also could not find a correlation to it. And and it just hit me right now. It's like, Oh my God, (laughs) they got us, man. (laughs) They've driven us marble man. So, and yeah, that like in a modern version of this game, I suspect there would be like a blinky tile, right? Or one path would be gold. And when you run over, if you make it all the way over the gold path in one go, then you get bonus time or something like there'd be some, more obvious there'd be any kind of cue there are zero cues so there'd be some kind of cue right which is yeah. more obvious than no cue so like i thought that was interesting of like oh hey they use the visuals to communicate useful information and also completely missed or intentionally skipped this opportunity to provide this other useful information i will also say too for the that that particular visual i did not find it it initially helpful in the sense that you know so the magic wand appears taps you you get more time right um first couple times i happened it irritated me because i did not know i was getting more time yeah and it grinds you to a stop the entire game freezes yeah so like and 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 the first couple times i got it i didn't notice that the game froze just because of where i was at so i thought the game was just wasting my time you know I thought I thought that I triggered like a trap and it was stealing time from me. It wasn't until after a couple times it happened where I was like, oh, this is a good thing. And it would just take in because here's what they need to do is they need to, the wand needs to appear, tap, tap, all that can be the same. But then give me a couple of little like like sparks that go up to the time. They yeah. literally lead your eye up there because it's like, oh, I see yeah. what you did. You know what that is? F- flash that's the, the game timer, equi- do something. That's the, that's the game equivalent of when you like, like look at your kid and you point to your eyes and you point where you want them to look, you know, it's that that's what I need the game to do say, look at me, look over there. And then I would have figured it out. Instead. It was just, I was my son where I'm just kind of like want looking around. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. No, dude, feel no shame. Cause I had the exact same experience. Like several times the uh, little wand came out. I was like, huh, what is making the little wand come out? Huh? What is, is this a, punishment wait okay no wait okay there it happened and it kind of stopped me from rolling off the is it helping me like there's just a lot of confusion which is weird because like everything else feels pretty clear 
Um, there are a few environmental hazards, I'll call them, that are not as clear as you might think, but the effect of interacting with them is crystal clear. And that obstacle always looks that way and always behaves that way. So you never have to learn that lesson twice, right? Like there's these little green puddles of acid that when you touch (laughs) them, they instantly dissolve you and you die. Um, Which, which does beg the question what your marbles made out of. Cause you know, that would tell you what kind of acid it is. Yeah. I mean, glass doesn't typically dissolve in acid. You know, that's, that's one of the things we keep it in. (laughs) Well, we know that this marble is a man. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's how horrifying. Yes. Would you say it's driving you mad? <laughs> I, would, I would say it's like season one of Breaking Bad, man. They're just Jeez. melting this. Yeah. They're melting this person. <laughs> a dude is smoothie. Um, um, yeah, but, you know, there, there's like a few like, oh, you can jump in this hopper and it'll like send you over here or like. This thing, you know, is a little uh, like piston that like knocks you into the sky. But like all those visuals, if they're not clear, the effect of them interacting with you is super clear and they never deviate from that. Right. There's never a time where the hopper thing looks the same, but behaves differently or the piston or the acid looks the same, but behave differently. So, in fact, because the game's so short, a lot of the obstacles appear only in the one level that they're in. So, like, you end up with... uh like a pretty small visual vocabulary you have to internalize and it, it's mm-hmm. not complicated, which is nice. Uh, agreed. Um, yeah. And, 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 and yeah, it's not like, you know, and, and on top of that, none of those individual things interact with each other in particularly novel ways. So it's not like you have to remember a and B and then also a plus B equals C, you know, there's none of those iterative factors factors. Cause to your point, they mostly appear in one level. So it's, you just need to remember that the, because the first, the first time I ran into the green puddles, I, I must have like near clipped one, but didn't actually run through it, you know, because hitbox was a little fuzzy. Uh, so, but when I near hit it, I, I slowed down because I took my finger off the key, uh, and then I full on hit it the second time and dissolved completely. And <laughs> it's uh, a cool little animation too. It is, and I was like, oh my god! Uh, so then, so that happened. Um, the 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 other thing that I kind of wanted to mention that it, it it leans a little bit into cycle time, um, but is that I don't like the intro stage, um, or let me rephrase that I liked the intro stage the first time I thought it was helpful it helped me kind of familiarize myself with the directions all this sort of stuff yeah it's a um, little brutal to play it on repeat correct because it doesn't do anything it's it's pretty straightforward to get to but what it does is it drills bad habits into you because the thing is that the way that level is designed is designed to just teach you how to move the marble. And that's kind of it, you know, and like how, and how physics works, you know? So you can just blaze through that level very carelessly. And the thing is that the time doesn't matter, right? So yes, in, in every other stage, the time you finished the previous stage with carries over to the next stage. Correct. Except for this one, which means it does not incentivize you to even play that, level with any aplomb right no, you, you got, slam you got like a minute to do a course that takes like eight seconds yeah correct right I, I think my time was consistently between 10 to 8 seconds by the time i was done with it right you know so that's the thing though is that you know you can play very carelessly and if you if it happens to take you 15 seconds fart noise who cares right <laughs> you know so so the thing is then that beats bad habits into you which is the exact opposite of what kicking you back to the tutorial is supposed to do. It's supposed to give you more time, as, as you have said many times, right? It's supposed to like say, <laughs> hey, champ, do it again, right? 
But this says, hey, champ, do it again. But here's, and it's not only, hey, champ, do it again, but it's, it, but it's not the thing you failed at. It's the thing you've already mastered. It's, hey, champ, do it again. And here's a course where you can specifically get worse at the stuff you mastered, and it'll still be okay before we put you into the stuff that challenged you. So I think it, with a lot of times with games, is, is the ideal is that going back helps you. It gives you time and space to practice, right? This is not that. Yeah, and it, you could imagine someone playing this game over and over and over to, you know, like QA it or play test it and even arriving at like, yeah, it's kind of annoying to have to play the practice stage every time. Like every time you run out of time, it's basically treating you like you just sat down for the first time ever. Right. Which uh, programmatically is definitely the simplest way to do it. But because you're probably only spending 10 seconds on it, it's like, you know, well, just it, it's fine. Like if they're playing the game for the hundredth time, like they'll just roll down the hill, bang, bang, boom, they're done. And who knows? Because the game doesn't massively incentivize exploration, despite the fact that it totally should, maybe there's a bunch of super secret things that you could practice or master in there that would help you later. And we just are, you know, impatient douchebags and yeah, <laughs> and bad at our jobs. And we're just like, no, nah, nah, practice stage. But I'm with you. Like by the 80th time I was doing the practice stage, I was just like, all right, I get it. I got, yep. I got it. I got it. I, 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 I got and, it. In fact, and, and, a couple times I was frustrated because I was just like, I feel like I'm getting faster at this and yet I'm still finishing it because you have 60 seconds, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm still finishing at 52 seconds or 51 seconds. And I was like, eh, I feel like I should be doing this faster, but because there's no benefit to doing that stage faster, I didn't. I just sloppily made my way down the hill. Right. And that's the thing is that to me, it's it's the akin, akin to saying, you know, um, hey, uh, uh, you're going to be doing a bunch of like weird obstacle courses. So here's the first bit. Um, just run into a dead sprint, no obstacles whatsoever. And you're like, all right, cool. It's like, all right, now quick, only step on the black tiles, you know? <laughs> and, and you're like, but I, I was just getting used to running at a dead sprint. I can't do that at a dead sprint. Oh no. I mean, you don't have to be at a dead sprint, buddy. You just take your time a little bit. Um, on top of that. Uh, so to, to, to the other, the, the final big meaty note that I had, and I had one throwaway one is uh, that, does directly tack onto what you're talking about as your time follows you. Um, I don't love that because that's similar to what we've seen in a number of different games that, uh, and, and at the beginning of our five, six year journey doing this, I could not have articulated this. I don't like it when a game does this type of thing. I don't like it when um, a game, you know, gives you only three lives and really only three lives for you to last, last you the entire game, because that means that you can completely screw up your run 10 minutes in, you yeah. know, now, now this game's the whole game's five minutes, you know, if you're playing well, five to 10 minutes. So eh, a, a little bit less. So, but there were, there were times on level two where I was like, well, I might as well scrap this because I'm going into level three with three seconds left. And I wasn't able to beat the last time with 20 seconds left. So, uh, now I am in exploration mode because I just do not have enough time by my estimation to complete it. Um, it was the same thing in uh, Golden Axe. It was the same thing in Sifu. Um, you know, like those games where you can ostensibly screw yourself, not necessarily know it, and just have to deal with that fact for the rest of the game. I don't really care for. Yeah, and and this is... Uh, I, I think I'm with you. I think I also don't generally care for that. I think if you put enough... Um, like cheese around that medicine. I will eat it like a dog that doesn't know any better, but (laughs) generally speaking, arcade games are, as you said, like all about mastery. Right. And I do 
understand and appreciate and even have some things in my life that I enjoy getting better at just for the sake of practicing the craft. But I have never been one of those people who enjoys mastering a thing just so I can puff out my chest and stick my finger in its face and be like, aha, I'm better than you. I think that um, we as humans, like, you know, naturally we go to fight or flight, right? So when we're challenged with the thing, right? And, you know, it's like, well, I'm either going to beat it or admit that it beat me. And then to me, there's a, as as we grow older, there is a third option. Neither of those, which is, I don't care. <laughs> You know, the only winning um, move is not to play. Exactly. Uh, I remember, fortunately, I and, and again, you know, like there's there's a lot of things that have happened in my life where I was just like, you know, oh, I, I you, this one weird thing happened that I kind of built my life around. But I had this one moment of clarity when I was freshman year in high school and I was talking to a person and he was trying to get me into uh, uh, rollerblade, like grinding on stuff, oh, you know, yeah. rollerblade yeah. tricks yeah. and things. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't just absolutely confirm the year that you were like what year it was when you were that age, like it would not be hard to figure out. Yeah. I, I, I did it right before I got a job at blockbuster video. <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyways, I was watching him do that and he was like, Oh man, you know, and, and, and he was struggling. He wasn't amazing at it. Right. You know? Um, so he like did a few of them and like circled around and, and did a few more. And he's like, yeah, isn't that really cool? I'm like, yeah, man, Hey, good, good for you. You know? And he was like, like, yeah, so you, you want to give it a try? And I paused for a minute. And I said, I cannot imagine taking the time to mastery, master the skill involved with that without a clearer understanding of who's going to be impressed. I'm certain I have no intrinsic motivation to do this thing, and I cannot imagine extrinsic motivation to do this thing. And and that's the language I didn't have at the time, right? right? You know, but it's, it's just like that's a that's a useful amount of introspection to have, which is like, huh? I I would derive no joy from this. And I will make no money, you know, for for lack of a better term, like I will profit from this in no way. So there is no reason to do those are the only two reasons, right? Like I just want to or I get something out of it and I don't and I won't. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like you can define the universe by that, which is a and that which is not a right. So it's like there's no intrinsic gain and there is no extrinsic gain. Therefore, there is no gain. So and, and you know, that is that's a. Uh, that's one of those like maturity hills that um, you probably weren't cresting it at 13, but you have definitely, you know, crested it since then. Um, but that's one of those things that like, I remember, I'm sure you remember. And we unfortunately know people who have not yet grown out of this, where when somebody tells you they don't like the thing you like mm. that, you can't understand that people like different things. And then you try right. to convince them. And it's like, no, I like, polka music because i just like polka music and and nothing i can say to convince someone who hate i don't actually like polka music but like nothing i can say to someone who hates polka music will convince them because it's just you like it or you don't and every once in a while every once in a while someone who hates musical theater they finally go to the right show with the right person and they understand the craft of it and they find something about it that flips the switch in them. And because those people do exist, everyone else just believes they will be the unicorn who makes this person understand why they like comic books, polka music, spicy food, beer, cigars, whatever it is. Like I will be the thing that unlocks in you this deep love of this thing that I love because I can't imagine someone not loving it. 
Oh yeah, no, I agree completely. And while we're on this uh, this this philosophical tangent, is I do think that, that that's why, and we have both been sticklers about this, is that there's a difference between saying something is good and you like something, right? Like those are two different things. But yeah, there's tons of times, tons of times where people will say, "I like a thing you hate," and I'm like, "Cool." Uh, sometimes I will follow up with, "Why?" You know, like, can you? <laughs> And literally, this just happened, and, and no spoilers here. But I was, I was, I was with uh, with our our friend Frank, and uh, and he said, "Have you been watching the new Obi Wan Kenobi?" And I said, "I haven't watched the new Obi- Obi- new Obi Wan Kenobi." He goes, "Yeah, you have." And I said, "Oh, really? I I think it's pretty mediocre." And he was like, uh, <laughs> "You don't love it?" I'm like, "No, I don't." We should talk some more about this. Like, what's? I was, I'm surprised that you do. You know, like what 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 is it that you're finding so exciting about? He's like, oh, I love this and that. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's cool. What about all this garbage stuff that's happening on the side? He's like, I don't really care about that. But we had a good conversation about it. But you know, again, it's, it's, it wasn't like he was like, well, I'm gonna rub your nose in it until you like it. <laughs> I will make you love it. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's not it's not bad. I've seen I've seen episode one. That can be worse, but uh, it's it's not good. Um. Do you have any other uh, meaty notes? I've got one other just minor throwaway one. Uh, I have one other thing I had to make sure to share with you because um, as we have established many times, uh, you basically flat out refuse to read a manual, right? Mm-hmm. Which um, for most... I will read a manual as soon as I continue hiking with wet socks. <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep, weird cut. Um, yeah. So uh, for some games, for... In fact, most of the games we've played, like skipping the manual, not that big of a deal. But the further you go back in time, the more it tends to matter. Now, mm-hmm. the manual for this game doesn't actually matter. Like, there's nothing that I got out of the manual. Granted, I didn't, you know, read every single word up and down 50 times till I had it memorized. But like, there was nothing in here that I was like, oh, thank God I now know this because the game would be unplayable without this. The game tells you everything you need to know just through trial and error, right? And because mm-hmm. the premise is so simplistic, trial and error is not a gigantic list of things you have to do. Um, what I did uh, learn reading the manual is because this game originally was played in the arcade with like the the rollerball style control, which is so cool. Um, yes. When you port it to the Nintendo, now you have a D-pad. And in case I didn't explicitly say this earlier, because I don't remember if I did, uh, this game has a 45 degree isometric view. That's that, that's my. Oh, sorry. No, no. Keep, keep, keep going. So, OK. So in the manual, it actually straight up tells you, hey, you can use this alternative control style. That's that's my throwaway note. Yeah. OK. So in the game, it says, oh, are you using like control method A or control method B or whatever it says? It says 90 degree and 45 degree. Yeah. So in the manual, it tells you to actually physically hold the controller at a 45 degree Mm. angle, which I tried and it is so, so horrible. It is awful. It's so awful because it, I understand what they're going for, right? They wanted to make it so that now what you're seeing on the screen more closely matches what your hand has to do on the controller. Since you're not doing true left and right, you're doing this kind of like slanty left and slanty right. Right. But unless this is the only video game you plan to ever play, the amount of muscle memory you have to fight against to hold the controller at a 45 degree angle is insane. Oh yeah. No, literally my note says, what madman would play the game with the 45 degree angle mechanic? You know, I could not agree more because I, I, cause you know, 
I played it because it says, you know, which do you want, 90 degree or 45 degree? And I was like, I, I don't know the answer to that question because I have no context for it. You know, uh, this is the <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, when your friends would come up to you and say, like, you want a Hertz donut? You know, like it, it, I, I don't don't know. So I, I picked 90 degree and played through the first round. And I was like, OK. And then it kicked me all the way back to the beginning. So I was like, well, while I'm here, let me try this 45 degree mechanic. And then the first time I played through it, I said, what is happening? I just couldn't. It, it felt like the controller was broken. Yes. You know? And and let and, me tell you, because of the muscle memory you have, holding the controller at an angle doesn't help because your brain <laughs> is like, well, you're holding the controller at an angle. And so it kind of mentally rebalances it. And then everything feels drunk again. You know, you know what it is? Is it's your your brain is doing the thing that we hate it when computers do when you know you change a setting on your computer and then <laughs> the computer somewhere else like compensates for you changing that. You're like, no, I wanted this thing changed. Your brain is doing that where it's like, oh, I don't know why you're doing this, but you're holding the controller weird. That's okay. I'll remap it in your brain. It's like, no, don't. I need I need it mapped like this, please. Yeah. No, a, a, akimbo, please. <laughs> yeah, no. So I again, you know, I, I, I and it, it took me so at that point I was curious. So I played a couple more times with it and, uh, and I was like, Oh, okay. So now hitting right still moves me right, but down at a 45 degree angle, I get it now, but why though, you know? And, and, and I get it because it, it would make, it makes sense because the idea is that most of like the straight lines that you go through are at a 45 degree angle. This is, this is the, the same thing with, uh, when we played portal and, portal 2 when uh we were saying it was clearly obvious it was clearly meant to originally be played with a mouse and keyboard because there are times when you need to be moving forward but you need to be locked onto a thing and the analog stick doesn't do that but a, a keyboard and mouse does you know it's that right you know where i was like oh well so if you're hitting right and you're naturally moving right along with the pathway that is technically a superior option but it's not one that i can master so nope. In fact, I, I, if you were willing to either undo decades of muscle memory or if, <laughs> if you started and this was like the first and only game you'd ever played, I can imagine that holding the controller awkwardly sideways and putting it into 45 degree mode would actually give you an insane advantage over the arcade yeah. cabinet because the arcade cabinet is essentially an analog stick, right? Where right. your your movements are only as precise as you can physically move your hand through space. Whereas the D pad is a digital input. And so you can just hold, you put it in 45 degree mode and then you hold true left or true right on the D pad and you walk a perfect 45 degree angle every single time. And there are obstacles that are like weirdly shaped. And there's sometimes the, the terrain is like uneven, but generally speaking, things happen on true 45s everywhere. Right. So like, yes. If you were able to master that control scheme, either through grit or insanity, like, through, sorry, grit or madness, um, <laughs> you would have just a huge, huge advantage over somebody playing the game in the arcade, which is like neither here nor there. But it's kind of funny to me that like the 90 degree default control scheme experience essentially exists to not break the game. Yeah, no, I, I agreed. And I'm sure that that's the thing is that, you know, it is, is I am sure that somebody when they built this in said this is this is the superior option. It is the protein rich gruel of food, you know, 
Like it, it is superior. It is objectively the best way to do it. Yeah, but uh, no one's gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. It is objectively <laughs> the best way if taste and enjoyment is not a criteria for food. Right. Yeah. If you're just looking for purely what is the it, <laughs> if you want to optimize the fun out of the game, you know, that's the way to play it. But I cannot think of a single gamer who would, uh, uh, you know do that so uh yeah no that was that was my throwaway note was just what what madness is this um, can can i just uh say that it brings me no small amount of joy that my crazy thing that i read by by actually being the one who reads the manual and you're like this is insane i can't possibly imagine why anyone would want this thing happened to be the same thing like that, <laughs> that brings me quite a bit of joy yeah yeah, so it's it's good because you know, and 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 it's it, we're basically consistently running a a a you know a two uh, con- not convergent um coexistent you know experiments every time, which is is the manual necessary? You know, right. so because <laughs> there have definitely been times where I was like, I this 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 is dumb. And you're like, well, it's in the manual. I'm like, well, then the manual's dumb. Yeah. You know, but, so. But despite you understanding why the controls work that way, did it even begin to occur to you that they also intended you to hold the controller askew? No, 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 no. No, no, If you want to take five minutes at some point and just try that just to see how mind-breakingly uncomfortable it is with, you know, decades of holding the controller properly, just just give it a try. It's just an I mean, interesting can, little like, oh, God, this is horrible. I can I can I can feel it now in my hands like i'm not holding a controller but <laughs> right? i can feel your, it your brain is just like no it, no 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 it it, it 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 it's having the same emotional response for me as like having a piece of celery caught in my teeth like it's just i, I can yeah. feel it it feels unpleasant you yeah. know yeah it's like a splinter in your brain yeah it's it's like i don't have to have a piece of celery in my teeth to know <laughs> what that feels like I, I can just imagine it right you know i don't like, i can just imagine like what would that and like Ew, no it, 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 no it's not and, and again, you know, that's the thing with the human brain, man. It's really, really good at just learning tasks. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it at the at the top of the hour, we were talking about like, oh, I could never be a sports fan because, you know, of all of the weird superstitions that they had. And then we talked about our superstitions <laughs> about dice. Right. And and now apparently how like there is a way the controller is supposed to be held and every other way is garbage. It's like, you, well, you know, it's arbitrary. Right. I mean, we made the controller as a species and we can kind of hold it however we want. No, I, I will never understand alternate controller like i'm sorry your game is designed (laughs) poorly if i have to hold the controller weird like all the people who do the the claw grip in Mega Man x so they can like no they're i did that for years man yeah no hate it um okay we're (laughs) we're ready to to wrap this up yeah man so did it hold up (sighs) yeah yeah it did yes no nostalgia goggles required because um this game, if you played this game as a kid, or if you maybe uh, later in life played this game in the arcade and you never played the NES version, um, it's exactly that, right? Like, are, do the graphics feel a little bit dated by modern standards? Yes, but like they're classic, timeless, like Tetris style arcade graphics, right? They're just they they prioritized function over form, and yet they still manage to look pretty good. The music is like pretty enjoyable. So if you do play this game a lot because you desire to master it you're not gonna like immediately learn to hate the music like it's actually pretty bopping uh the desire to master this game is not one i experience but i i do think i'm able to tell the difference between 
a game that a sane person would wish to master and the game where you would have to have come in with marble madness to want to master it, right? Like this is enjoyable because the skill that they're asking you to do of like controlling your environment or navigating an environment is a thing that is relatable to lots of people, right? So like it handles shockingly well for a game that is mapping analog inputs to the D pad, like, which is, really a technical marvel when you consider the time uh, i mean freaking 1984 like yeah like i i enjoyed it for the amount of time i played it i may never pick this game back up again because this just isn't my jam but as a thing yeah no nostalgia goggles required perfectly serviceable today just like it was freaking 30 years ago yeah no i'm exactly in the same boat uh no no nostalgia goggles required i have to make sure i say that because somebody <laughs> said i didn't say it the last time um yeah no 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 nostalgia goggles required it it, it was fun you know uh it, is it perfect no w- would it be better with the trackball absolutely but uh and with adventure mode yeah and with adventure mode i mean could it could it benefit from some of the things we see today sure but did, was it unlike other games that have have janky cycle times you know every time it kicked me back to level two i was like well maybe i can get it a little bit better this time and you know oh what if i just kind of glide through this turn as opposed to you know really like hammering the buttons um again it would have been better if i was just moving at a 45 degree angle but no i'm going to keep hitting (laughs) right down right down right down right down like in quick succession hit that sweet sweet 45 if somebody came up to me and said loving this game it's madness i would say madness this is gaming the curtain falls the music plays the credits roll then it all fades to black and you're left by yourself the fanfare is gone there's no player two there by your side to share victories won but as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil Fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the edge of a smile You realize again what you lost for a while You're gonna think back much less On how you saved the day Than on all The experience gained At the end of it all Gamers play what we play Half our game over But rather for what we Along for the ride.